Wherever cancer is, Hancock Health will fight. In any part of you and in all corners of East Central Indiana. From Indianapolis to Greenfield to Knightstown and beyond. From hospital rooms to family rooms, we fight. With technology and medicine. With care backed by the wisdom of Mayo Clinic. For you, for your family, and for your future. We fight cancer here. HancockHealth.org slash cancer. to you on this Sunday day. It is beautiful. 31 degrees in bright sunny skies in downtown Indianapolis. It's the second hour of the first day of the WIBC Sunday Magazine show. I'm Terry Stacy. Kylan Talley producing the show today. Good morning. Hello, Thanks for one. spending your first part of the day with us. Denny Smith is here too. Good morning, darling. How are you? I'm good. Denny's going to start coming in and joining us uh, every week and he brings us a feature every week too. We, got, we need to name that something. I don't know what we can call it, but uh, we had Fred Peckman with My Town Indie. We've had several different featurey type people around town kind of stories. Hey, if you got suggestions, send them to Denny at WIBC.com. I'd be glad to name it for something. Yeah, please. January 15th, good news for those of you that have been affected by the construction and the split. It sounds like dot and I, I saw Matt Bear here a few minutes ago, and now I can't track him down, but I wanted to see if it is open. Eastbound Interstate 70 through the north split, that was the, the, uh, the word anyway this weekend. That uh, 70 through north split interchange in downtown Indy. First time since 2021. Oh it's been way too long. It's January 15th. The first Super Bowl was held on this day in 1967. The Green Bay Packers defeated the Kansas City Chiefs 35-10, held at the Los Angeles, Los Angeles Memorial Coliseum. And a while back, I talked with two members of the Never Missed a Super Bowl Club, <laughs> Larry Jacobson and Don Chrisman. And I asked them about what that first Super Bowl was like. We're talking to Larry Jacobson from San Francisco, Don Christman. He's from Maine, and they are a part of the Never Miss a Super Bowl Club, and they never have missed a Super Bowl. So let's talk about the Super Bowl experience. Larry, what was the first Super Bowl like? What Can you explain it to us, what, what the atmosphere was like? Um, you know, I'm cert- sure it was certainly different price-wise way back then. Give us an idea. Well, first of all, the uh, tickets were $12, and the program was $1. Wow. Uh, it was, uh, I remember as being a uh, overwhelming uh, victory on the part of the Green Bay Packers, what might be called an exhibition game today. Uh, and maybe even in those days was called an exhibition game. There wasn't uh, much uh, uh, you know, solid fan interest and excitement. And even in uh, Super Bowl two, you have to remember that the game was in Miami. Uh, the Raiders, who were from the West Coast, were in it. People were not particularly motivated to travel to Miami uh, back, you know, uh, 49 years ago. Yeah. It was tickets relatively, uh, airline tickets were relatively more expensive than they are today. Oh. And uh, so there wasn't a large Raider crowd in the stands. Uh, and I also remember uh, that I always had the feeling that the Raiders, if the game went six quarters, would have won. Uh, I felt like in the first uh, half, the Raiders were so impressed playing the uh, uh, the Green Bay Packers that they were hoping that at the end of the game they could get their autographs. Uh, 
Wow. Uh, but then they finally figured out at halftime they could beat this team, and they started playing hard. And I always felt that they could outlast this team and play them and beat them in six quarters. So I think the cast was set that the AFC had a chance of uh, of moving ahead and uh, and taking on uh, the NFC. And uh, and Joe Namath proved in Super Bowl three uh, that he could do that. Hmm. Have you guys? Yeah. I know that you both have got incredible memorabilia that you've been saving. Don, do you have still have that game, that first game ticket? I do have every ticket that I sat in, for every seat I have sat in, hmm. and uh, you know it was a twelve dollar ticket. Ironically, uh, we went back to the stadium last year as part of a TV clip, and it turned out that Tom. So we sat 10 rows in front of me, but we didn't know one another in the same section. And for you, Larry, do you you've still got a lot of memorabilia too? tell me about one of your favorite pieces that you have that is probably uh, priceless these days. I don't have anything that's priceless. Uh, (laughs) You know, what's priceless. The the ring that the winners get. I don't have any rings. Uh, I have uh, a very large program collection. I have ticket stub collection. I have a glassware collection, uh, keychain wow. collection. I, I and collection. many, many footballs I'm staring at right now. <laughs> oh, yeah, and uh, all the footballs since Super Bowl Twenty. My wife says, you know, what's with all the footballs? Because it takes up a whole wall. And I remind her that when the big earthquake comes, the Waterford glass will all be gone. The... Uh, <laughs> So while we the, football, the footballs will still be here. They'll still be the footballs there. will last. <laughs> well, guys, you know, Indianapolis hosted the Super Bowl here. How did we stack up against everybody else, Larry? I liked it. I, you know, I liked Indianapolis. It's not how to sit. Is it fun to be there, and are there things to do? And my, uh, my comment is we stayed out in uh, Carmel, uh, at a hotel out there, the hotel advertises 10 miles from downtown. Yeah. It's not 10 miles from downtown. I just, I just want people to know that. And, yeah. but, no, it was, that was I, a I really fun week. It. I thought the people were great in Indy. And, uh, you know, we had a, a great time. Uh, and, uh, you know, and the weather cooperated, too, as yeah. I recall. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and I, the, uh, I tell people that when they have the next Super Bowl, it'll be another couple of years, and it's snowing like crazy tell people, oh, you should have been here for Super Bowl 46. You know? <laughs> it, it, was, it was very enjoyable. I, I did like you and, uh, uh, being there. Oh, it was and, good. Uh, it was uh, good. Indianapolis was a good host. That is Larry Jacobson and Don Chrisman, and there's not many of those guys left in the Never Missed a Super Bowl Club talking to us about what that first Super Bowl was like. Uh, all right, coming up, uh, I don't know what. We're just going to take a break, <laughs> and we'll be back. You're listening to more the first fun. day. More fun more, to come. More fun to come. You're listening to the first day on 93 WIBC. 11.30, no, 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 11.24, 33 degrees in sunny skies in downtown Indianapolis. Terry Stacy, Denny Smith, Kylan Talley. Trending stories this Sunday, Jeremy Renner, the actor who played Hawkeye in oh, the Marvel yeah. Cinematic Universe, if you haven't seen, he was in that snowplow accident Crushed. right before New Year. His leg was run over by the little caterpillar tire, and allegedly the doctors aren't able to do a lot for it, and so he might not be able to walk with his that leg again. So we might not be seeing him come back as Hawkeye. 
We're going to move on to some better news. Please. Because that, that's... Gosh, that's oh, sad. He was such a good actor, too. Mm-hmm. Um, Miss USA was crowned for the 71st Miss Universe oh, yesterday. Oh, Miss USA is mm-hmm. the winner. Yep. She took home the good prize. Girl. During the pageant, though, she wore a swimsuit cape that she designed herself out of plastic water bottles. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? <laughs> Right? And that's our no. Miss America, oh. our Miss Universe. Is that's mm-hmm. not where I thought you were going. I know. But that's what's trending. <laughs> she wore this cape and everyone's like, what is this? And it was made out of, you need to go look at the picture. She posted she it on did our it. Facebook page. Oh, okay. Perfect. <laughs> she did it to showcase how art can be made out of what we perceive well, as absolutely. trash. And she designed this inspired by the story of the Phoenix Rising, who pretty much came from adversity to become stronger, smarter, and more powerful. And she also went on to say that setbacks will always happen in life, but we can choose whether to let them bring us down or use them as fuel to rise. And I thought that was just beautiful. Of course you did. Okay, okay. Now, the biggest (laughs) trending story of them all, Carrie. What is it, Kai? The roads, of course. Oh, downtown. Is Um, Matt here? Are they ever going to be finished? Matt, are you on? Yes. Oh, uh, Matt. Matt Bear on a Sunday, everybody. Large round of applause for Matt Bear. You here Monday through Friday. Get you through the traffic. Get you through the troubles. To on and the five. Work. The man on doing the all the work. Where are you, Matthew? Uh, right now, I am just coming off the North Split Interchange, uh, Eastbound 70. And uh, I was able to drive through from the west side to the east side. And I didn't have to exit downtown. So. Yeah. Deal here, eastbound. Now I, I just we can't get too excited. I'm excited, but we can't get too excited because it's just the eastbound part that's oh. open now. Yeah, sorry. Okay. All <laughs> well, right. for all for all the folks, folks from Wayne Township yeah. and from Hendricks County coming east, uh, that's great. Great news. Yeah, it, it, it is a big deal, especially uh, if it's a, I, I don't know a Greencastle to Greenfield, something of that nature. It's a, it's been such a difficult thing, especially for the semis. To oh, have man. to reroute through downtown and try to navigate some of these one ways and some of these side streets. It's been hard on the streets. Uh, it's been hard on some of the business. And I know it's been hard on some of the shippers, you know, having to do it on a regular basis. So it, it is really a big deal. Um, we are waiting for the westbound lanes. That's going to be from Greenfield to Monrovia. And that should happen at the end of January. And then I 65, say, coming up from Greenwood. Continuing to Lafayette, that should be done at the end of the spring. That's what they're saying right now. Oh, Matt, I'm so goodness. impressed with you. You said, I don't want to report on it until I drive it myself. And you're out there driving it he on a Sunday. Yep, How does it look? I mean, it's, it's the most beautiful sight I've ever seen. Uh, um, it's, <laughs> even better. It, this, is, this is remarkable because I, I'm downtown. I'm in the traffic center. I, I planned on stopping by, but then I talked to NDOT. I checked all the cameras, watched the traffic go through. I still didn't believe it was open. Um, I, I said, I'm still getting in my car because I have to see it to believe it. I mean, it's been a year and a half, and I wanted to go drive it. And, and right now, I just, I've, I've only done it once, but they really did do a great job. Uh, what I've seen so far. It was a fine drive. Not, nothing's a good drive in this car, but for what it was, it, it seemed really nice. Matthew oh. Bear, he is the best traffic reporter in all the land. Matt, thank oh. you. Thank you for doing that. Thanks for getting up and driving it for us. We really appreciate it. Taking and, one for the team and making a yeah, touchdown. He sure did. That's cool. <laughs> Reopen. Uh, my- 
My job is easy. Thanks for having me, guys. Love you all. Love you, too, oh. Matthew. Reopen eastbound Interstate 70 through the North Split Interchange in downtown Indy. First time since 2021. Thank you, Matt Bear. It's 1130. Nope, not quite yet, but 1129. You're listening to The First Day on 93 WIBC. You didn't come here to hear us sing. <laughs> no, but I want you really bad. Everybody, together. <laughs> oh. The Madam Walker Legacy Center is hosting their 41st annual day of celebration for Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. And that event is going to be at the historic, again, Madam Walker Theater. The tickets are free, but registration is required. So reserve a spot. Oh my gosh. Reserve a spot online. All right. Welcome back to the first day on 93 WIBC. Terry Stacy, along with Kylan Talley, producing today's show. On this date in 1929, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. was born in Atlanta. And for many of us, it is a three-day holiday, federal holiday. Celebrating Dr. King's life and legacy is actually tomorrow. But a few years ago, I had a chance to meet a gentleman from right here in Indiana who had an opportunity to see Dr. King speak and the impact that it made on his life still today. Here's a little bit of that conversation. Joining us now is the president of Envision Organizational Consulting. It's in Columbus. His name is Jarvis Cooper. How are you, Jarvis? I'm doing extremely well, thank you. I want to ask you about Dr. Martin Luther King and what he has meant to your life. And and explain when you first knew the name Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. How old were you? I was 14 years old. And ironically enough, there was a person that I had not heard of. Being from Memphis, Tennessee, and my parents were very active in the civil rights movement to some extent, I was encouraged to go to a church on that Wednesday night in in April. And when I went there, I realized there was this speaker named Martin Luther King who I'd never heard of before. And lo and behold, I guess I was immediately caught in awe by the spirit and the inspiration uh, in the building and individuals there from all walks of life. It was a small church, but... We navigated up our way through the balcony and standing at the balcony, looking down, there you are, center stage. But at that point in time, uh, he didn't mean that much to me. It was the first time I had heard of the name, but instantaneously became my hero. Wow. So needless to say, when he was killed a few days later, or immediately after that period of time, I was awestruck and, and really it impacted my life even to this day. And in what way, Jarvis, in what way has he impacted your life even to this day? I think more specifically, it was, I was so hurt having listened to his speech around the importance of bringing people together and his his speech around inclusiveness, albeit we didn't call it that at that time. But it just became something that really was meaningful to me. I was the first part of the school buffing and and so in a minority situation. So I thought it was very important to be a part of living out this dream. 
So even today, uh, with my business, we focus on diversity, inclusiveness, and leadership in all aspects. And I really feel my little spirit just sort of moving through my veins as I'm really navigating and teaching some of these workshops. Wow, it's incredible. And you were 14 years young, you said, when you first saw him at that church. Can you describe what that 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 feeling was inside that church as he spoke? A lot of say that there was a, a power. It's hard to describe what what at, when he began speaking, what that feeling was like. Was it there in that church? Yeah, it truly was. It's almost it's like make the hair stand on, on your arms, you know. It really was touching inside out. And I guess what really got me is the different walks of life and all people coming together in a common thread and and the energy uh, that is just indescribable, the hope that was manifesting itself throughout that room. And, and I guess just the, the tears that were shed, yet the laughter and the embracing and seeing individuals in sanitation worker uniforms all the way to shirt and ties. It was just an environment of inclusiveness and connectivity that had an energy that is totally indescribable. Wow. Do you think that that young people today get that of what this, this man was all about and his message? Do you think young people today understand I think they understand it to some extent. And quite honestly, I think they're beginning to understand it more and more. And in this climate of uh, hatred and, and this climate of differences seeming to be more prevalent, there seems to be more of a need for love to overcome that. And because he represented so much of what's needed today, I think that alignment is beginning to take more Whereas maybe it was taken for granted, now more and more, all walks of life are embracing this this central point of of coming together. What do you think were some of his most important words that still to this day resonate? I think what resonated for me was the fact that I may not get there with you, but I can see that I've been to this mountaintop. I've looked over. Uh, even today, that resonates with me. It was a matter of him looking not to his goal, but through his goal. It was a matter of him, his words and, and message demonstrating that it was beyond him as opposed to about him. Mm-hmm. So I think what he really did in that speech was allow those in that group and those that followed him to see beyond himself and to really see the place of of destiny and what was possible. Wow. Jarvis Cooper is with us. He's the president of Envision Organizational Consulting. It's in Columbus, but he had that opportunity to see Dr. Martin Luther King speak at a church. Uh, just It was just days before he was assassinated, wasn't it, Jarvis? That's correct. That's correct, yes. Do you remember the day that he was assassinated? What was it like in your home or or wherever you were? It was immediate grief, uh, just overwhelmed, all um, hurt. It was as if the wind had been knocked out of your sails. There was so much hope at that point in time. And so now at this point in time, it really became a matter of angst and, and anxiousness. I remember very vividly friends of mine going out to uh, do uh, mischievous behavior in the evening and throwing cocktails and, and my parents not allowing me to leave the house and emphasizing to me the importance of love and emphasizing to me the importance of living out that dream. 
And it was really a battle for at least about four years of my life. Even shortly after that, I we went on to college, and and some of that hatred still lingered. And so I really had to work through that. And now, to this day, I I have moved towards pastoring a church also, and it is a church around inclusiveness, re- receiving different races and different backgrounds around religion. And so I really see myself living out that dream. Hmm. Do you ever think about what life would be like or what this world would have been like if we did not have or have had a Dr. Martin Luther King? I don't think about it that much. Uh, however, as you mentioned it and, and as I reflect upon it, it certainly would be – he just provided, I think, so much hope. You think in terms of 40 years later, yeah. having a black president was really just – I don't think that would have been as vividly in the hearts and minds of people as even being a possibility without the life and dream that he lived. Wow. I'm so glad we have a chance to talk to you, Jarvis. Really, really important that we uh, we connected. I, I wanted to talk to you. I found your name, and I thought, I just want to hear his words and what that day was like for him when he when he had a chance to hear him speak, Dr. Martin Luther King I'm talking about, and, and to see where you are today. Uh, you have your own company. You're the president of Envision Organizational Consulting, and that's an awesome feat in itself. I mean, for any of us to be the president of our own companies. How do you celebrate, or how do you remember Dr. Martin Luther King? It's a day off for many. Do you do anything special or different on that day? Most of the time I speak at different organizations uh, at sort of reliving and making a point to share my story. What I've done though now is really move beyond the day and try to make it as a part of my life mm-hmm. and the way I, I be or the way I am. And I find that celebrating it that way The downside is that it seems to de-emphasize that particular day for me. The beauty of it is that it allows me to grade my paper as to whether or not I'm really living it throughout the year. 1144. Love that uh, conversation that I had with Jarvis Cooper a couple years ago about Dr. Martin Luther King's visit to his church. Uh, We're going to take a break. You're listening to The First Day on 93 WIBC. Lucky I'm in love with my best friend. Eleven forty-eight. You're listening to the first day on ninety-three WIBC. Coming up after the top of the hour, it's Fox News Sunday. Love, lucky. Kyle and I went in, and Denny Smith, Terry Stacy, Denny Smith. Good morning, Kylan Talley. Morning, girl. How about that, Matt Bear, going out there and driving that interstate for us? I'm so happy you joined us on this Sunday. (laughs) Me too. And also, we want to say hello to Mary Rivers, who is a new listener here to the first day. Mary, thanks for listening this morning. Hey, Mary. Always love to know who's listening. Happy to have you. She's a lucky girl. Go follow us on Facebook, First Day with Terry Stacy. And have us know that you are listening. Yeah, we'd like to know. Be we'd like with to, us. Yeah, we'd like to know who you are. Anyway, uh, it is 33 degrees, bright, beautiful, sunny skies. It's going to get a little warmer today and rest of the week. We'll have some rain tomorrow on Dr. Martin Luther King holiday. Uh, Kylan, you played the song Lucky. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's a tr- and Denny knows about this, which is interesting. <laughs> this This trending lucky girl mm-hmm. thing. I yeah, like it. The, I really like it. Uh, it's the lucky girl syndrome. Okay. It's trending on TikTok right now. It's kind of similar to some things that you've heard previously with affirmations, manifestations, stuff like that. It's the idea that if you 
like truly believe that you're lucky, that you'll draw lucky experiences to you, kind of like the law of attraction. So if you can shift that negative mindset away and then just have this really, really positive one and pretty much it's just a lot of a lot of manifestation. And here's an example of a TikTok with a girl doing it. Okay, that that'll help explain it a little bit. I genuinely consider myself one of the luckiest people I know. Like, I get the most insane opportunities thrown at me out of nowhere. Literally no better way to explain it than, like, it feels like the odds are completely in my favor. I've thought about this and talked about it with friends before and, be, and like, asked myself, like, I wonder why always happens to me. I'm not exactly sure at what point this started for me, but ever since I can remember, I have always made it a point to tell everyone I am so lucky. I just always expect great things to happen to me. And so they do. I was, um, my first reaction to this, I was so mad at her because <laughs> no. you sound so self-obsessed. Like what is going on with you? Oh no, that's actually just an affirmation that you're saying to exactly. yourself. Exactly. You know, positive self-talk works for everybody. Mm-hmm. I have told it myself does. for years, I don't get sick and I don't get sick. Well, Hopefully maybe my maybe my wood. body's listening. Somebody in there is <laughs> listening. You know, I don't get sick. I need to so. You know, I like the idea and this is true. When I'm not when I, uh, you know, when I'm upset about something or I'm down about something or something bad just happened to me, whether that's, you know, I locked my keys in the car or something like that, mm-hmm. I have to remind myself, you know what, I'm a pretty lucky girl. Because if this is the worst thing that's going to happen to me today, then I'm still pretty lucky girl. Yeah. And I try to remember about the, the stuff that's going on around me. Now, I'm not perfect at this by any means, but this lucky girl thing, I think, has been around a while. I it's like just it. it's getting some attention on mm-hmm. uh, The reason I like it is that it. so many times young girls get, uh, they're the victims of mean girls. Yeah. And they get this negative self-image. Well, this sort of turns this around and says, you know, there's something better than mean girls beating yeah. up on you. You know, you are a lucky kid. Look where you live. Right. Look what mm-hmm. you're doing. It was interesting so. to look a little bit on the background of it and some don'ts to it. Like, don't play the victim. Don't speak about yourself negatively or in like, make sure that you are talking about yourself. Like I am so lucky. Everything always works out for me in comparison to having that negative still within it. And it was crazy because scientists are backing it up. And oh, they are? Yeah, they picked it up and they were going into all of the chemistry going on in your head. They were saying how the reticular activating system Fun yeah. I, I talk about that all the time. Okay. <laughs> <clears throat> the, yep. My reticulator. It's are. always reticulating. Uh, reticulating so pythons. RAS. It's the RAS. We're bombarded with information all day, every day, right? And so the RAS is what filters out that unnecessary information, and then it helps your brain focus on what you need to and what's important I for you. I buy it. Mm-hmm. And do. so then that's, that's what it does. Well, when the pitcher goes out to the mound and the guy's, you know, he's he's 3-2 and he's got one pitch left, he, the last thing he says is, don't throw a ball, you know. You mm-hmm. Don't, you know, you don't, you know, don't strike. You know, you got to say the right thing. And the last thing that the coach says is, you're throwing a strike on this one. And, you know, that's what the last thing you hear is what your body's going to work on. So mm-hmm. it's, it's good stuff. Yeah, I like I do this. Too. I like it. If I you like are it. wanting to try this trend, try it for around 30 days because it takes about a, about a month but you for your subconscious mind to You don't have to be a, to to be a young up. girl or a young woman. You no, can be a guy, you know. Yes. You're the luckiest guy in the world. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's true. Maybe you should start that one, Denny. Well, I'm with, lucky well, I'm guy. Working lucky with two guy beautiful Cindy. women right now. I'm the luckiest guy in the world on Sunday. Here we go. And we're lucky you're here. Oh. We're lucky you're here. <clears throat> I like that one. I do. Uh, it is 11.53. Kylan, you want to talk? You found some stuff happening around town about food? Have you got food some food news? news? Oh, uh, I love food, food news. news. <laughs> here we go. 
glorious food. You betcha. First day food news. Do I it. know. I know you've probably heard already. What? Mug and bun is officially I for know. Sale. Diddy Paul, please buy the mug and bun. You're a Speedway guy. This is right up your alley. I can see you running <laughs> the and owning the mug and bun. Decorate oh, it with solid. all spark plugs, everything. No. It's a couple it's million a, dollars. It's, I think, it's a couple a West, million dollars. Yeah, it's a mm-hmm. West Side. $2.3 million is what they're wanting for. It's got uh, four different property. I mean, right. four different buildings on two acres, and it's beautiful back there. You know, it's had to be somewhat of a... I know COVID probably took its toll on it, on a mug and bun mm-hmm. like it did every place, but it's got to be a moneymaker, don't you think? Right there in um, Speedway, yeah. I know that they, they pay the, the ladies minimum wage, but they live on tips. And so, you know, they, what's neat is you pull in and you turn on your lights. I mean, right. the way we used to do drive-in. And, uh, but the food is is drive-in food, but it's really good. Oh, that, there are onion rings and, that, onion onion rings rings and to die shakes. For. And it's that, it is, it's nostalgia. I guarantee That's what my you, generation loves because we didn't have that growing up. See, I that's love that all for just you, a throwback for I us. guarantee yep. you, anybody who comes to that race to drive, the drivers, whether it's NASCAR Absolutely. or whether it's IndyCar or even Formula One, you better believe that at one point they're <laughs> over there at that mug and bun and they're telling their buddies back in Germany and Spain and every place else about yeah, mug and right. bun. right. So. It's awesome. And so, no, you're not going to buy it? <laughs> Is that what you, no. Have you thought about it? No, really. When you heard the news, did you think, hey, this would be a good invest? Did you I, at all? I thought about buying the station. But, in fact, Pat and I talked about that. I shouldn't even talk. Pat and I talked about that. And he says, Pat says, they want too much money for it. So, <laughs> so I, ever, ever since then, I've sort of, I'm retired, Terry. I know you I'm are. Retired. I know. I'm retired. And I'm sure, like anything else, it's a giant headache to run a restaurant. Well, it's mm-hmm. food service. It's I mean, food service has got to be really hard. Turnover and just the worry and everything from it. But I hope somebody good buys it and, and keeps it just as it is. You know, they got the pizza. They've got the sit-down restaurant, which was amazing. I never thought they'd get that off. But that's where uh, the Larry, the, the animal guy, used to have in the sit-down area. That's where he used to have those exotic animals, the alligators and the boa constrictors. The bears, everything. Oh, he had everything over there. And now to think that they're serving food over there is kind of funny. Well, even big corporations are dealing with it. Like Chick-fil-A closed at Circle Center Mall. Sure that's did. some other food news. But the one on Washington Street is still open. Oh, new. some other openings. The Leviathan Bakehouse is reopened now. Mm-hmm. And then we also have another opening. Genia Ramen Bar is now open. Open up in Fishers. A ramen bar? Yep. Ramen noodles? Ramen. Yeah. By the way, did you, did you hear that Subway's for sale? The whole company? The whole company. They're they're wow. looking for somebody to acquire them. That'd be interesting. Uh, yeah. But ramen noodles. I'm going backwards, but ramen <laughs> noodles. I like that idea, too. There's one of those out in the Lawrence area or on the, on the east side. Is there? Side. Yeah. In the I've east, not even tried side. it yet, but love that idea. Uh, Denny, thanks for coming today. I love being with you guys. Uh, come back and see us. Come back next week. I'll love to it. have you. Bring us another good feature. We'll talk money with you next week and little children. Okay. What a Kylan, day. great day. You did a great job today. How did I do? Oh, fantastic, <laughs> Terry. You're a lucky individual. You're a lucky girl. I'm a lucky girl. Have a great so day, awesome. everybody. Thanks so much for joining us. The news is next. 93 WIBC.